Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about giving up the goat rather than giving up the ghost and uh, the general idea of uh, when you receive and learn something and it's wrong uh, and eventually you realise what's correct, how you go about it. And uh, sort of the insight of this podcast is that uh, human society as a whole has a lot of giving up the goat, but they don't have the good humour, nature, and uh, I suppose grace to correct that uh, fate. And so they pass on giving up the goat from generation to generation, this uh, ardent belief. And to this, I'm going to give a little bit more of a story besides giving up the goat of Captain Cook's goat and his, dare I say it, love affair with goats. Now, people obviously will think love in terms of sexual love, but there's probably was that, but there's probably another uh, way that the goat, his Captain Cook's goat, had actually taken over his mind and his world. A bit of a story about giving up the goat. And, he, and how Captain Cook didn't do it. So there's, there's those two levels, the, the, de- the deep level of how we make mistakes in life, but just mistranslation, picking things up. Uh, but it's how people uh, change and the power structures associated around with their self-perceptions, which they don't change. Then the deeper story of, uh, or the interesting story about Captain Cook's goat. Uh, and things like that, and it took a little while to pick this up. Uh, and also there's a, yet another story of um, last night's podcast. It's a private podcast, anyway, but um, uh, with a bit of a head cold and walking and stuff like that, it was just a general disaster. So what I've decided now to do is go back and refine and work on it. And this person who I was listening to their podcast, private podcast, uh, recited, said, look, the, the key idea is to actually gather your thoughts and plan what you're going to do a bit in your head. Now, it's obviously not a written out plan, but again, straighten your head to go across. And within a remarkable time, like two or three podcasts, um, she's getting up to a level that I took hundreds of podcasts to do. Of course, I was sort of struggling with the basics, uh, basics of it and focusing on one area at a time and fixing it off, so it's uh, beautiful uh, to see that. So the story, as told, and I can't tell it as, as well, uh, is that um, uh, it's the story of a... I'm going to blow my nose, which I sort of should have done last night, as I was really struggling for breath. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, any, any cold you have in Australia, it's... Have you been tested? And of course, if you don't, well, there's two grades of people. There's the, there's the normal people who, have you been tested? Yes, you have, blah, blah, blah. You get the test and you have to self-isolate after the test. And there's the other grade of people who are uh, gaming the system, always a bit cunning sort of feel that they've, they've one-upped, they've actually got the free muffin by going back twice. It, it, you know, they're always testing the system. Oh, yes, 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 I've filled in the tax return, but no one else fills it in properly, this type of stuff. And uh, 
oh, uh, my cold is not going to be worth testing. I tell people I've tested just to piss them off. And then when they tell me to uh, isolate after the test, because I know I don't have a, a cold, I go off and, and do other things. And so there's uh, the, this, this two-layer things. I'm in the first, first layer, but there's a second layer. And people are finding that... Uh, uh, people have a test, but they won't answer their phone, so we have to send the U.S. Uh, sorry, the U.S. the Australian military around to their house to door knock on them to actually communicate with them. And this this this, this extraordinary story. Coming back, that was just a, a digression for me, just blowing my nose. I might blow it a, a blow, blow it a second time. Um, the the general theme that we want to get across is that you can be in an immersive, an immersive environment which has certain, for better or for worse, um, idiosyncrasies. And this idiosyncrasy was this uh, girl growing up uh, in South Australia uh, with Dutch parents. And that's a sort of a little bit of a story of South Australia, because a lot of uh, people migrated to Australia from Europe in that time. There's a, a time of great European migration and they would migrate as a family unit, set up the family, create a sort of a, a microscopic bubble of their um, their culture. And so you have these these second generation, or so first generation people uh, coming out uh, who are Australian but have come from this this immersive bubble. And uh, the problem is that in your immersive bubble, you tune in so well to detune the the dissonance between the two bubbles that you can't really tell the difference and uh, this particular person really couldn't actually even though other australians would say that dutch accent is so extreme i can't understand it because she could understand that and understand the english there was sort of no dissonance you know what are you talking about i can understand it perfectly and um, the uh English phrase, it's, it's, we'd say in Australia, it's buggered, it's stuffed, but the more polite thing is to say, oh, it's given up the ghost, you know, the clock no longer works, the, uh, um, it's not that it's dirty, it's, it's dirty and corroded and bits have fallen out, and it, it's, it's given up the ghost, it's, it, it doesn't have the potential to be repaired, it's, 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 gone. It's the, the parrot, the Norwegian blue parrot, which is, it's dead. This parrot is dead. So, uh, uh, they would, in their very thick Dutch accent, say, it's given up the goat, and it would sound like giving up the goat. So, uh, in her immersive environment, uh, it became a thing, and she began to propagate that to her children. It's giving up the goat, and everyone would say it's giving up the goat, until one day someone who said, "Oh look, that's that's not right. It's giving up the ghost." That's that's, and then you go to the great normative thing of checking it on Google, and dear, I have had that. Ha ha ha. Now, I suppose the big point. Uh, oh, unfortunately, not laughing properly. Uh, forgive me for doing that. Um, so, so it's giving up the goat. Now, what in actual fact is happening is that if you look at education in general and belief in general, there is a lot of people who 
uh, giving up the goat, but on other really important things, say it might be vaccines, wearing safety belts, smoking, they will hear something and select something, a mistranslation from an area of thought. You can hear the beautiful birds out here in Australia. Um, yeah, uh, and they'll go across. One of the, I suppose, most important things is basically almost all the school science to do with atoms and that area is profoundly wrong. It was, there was a, an area, a giving up the goat area of school science where they drew tiny little point electrons. The, the things, the small things were able to be drawn. Now, uh, and that was a mistake and it's been passed down and rather than, ha ha ha, I'll, I will see if my diagram has got any mention in scientific literature, does it, does it correspond in any way to any of the modern equations coming along? No, or perhaps I've been wrong. That process doesn't happen. So it's very interesting uh, to sort of see the positive mature attitude to say, oh, I've made a mistake, recognise the whole system and change, and that, that doesn't happen. That being said, there is this amazing goat, the greatest goat story um, of all time. And this is where basically a goat overtook Captain Cook's mind. Now, the first ship to circumnavigate, the British ship to circumnavigate the world, which was the H Her Majesty's ship Dolphin. Dolphin was a good ship. Uh, it had so many iron nails. I'm going to say it's got so many iron nails held, held together. And <coughs> uh, it sailed and its captain had a goat. Now, the name, we know it's a lady goat or girl goat or mother goat or whatever it is. Now, it's interesting, nanny goat. Whereas the idea of nanny goats in the orphanages, um, they would train, the British orphanages, this is enormous, uh, there would be the uh, orphan kids lying in bed too weak to move and they had trained a goat to go up and breastfeed the, um, the um, children. So the children would be breastfed from direct from goats. Fairly simple stops. There's a whole lot of reasons why you would do that and that's the origin of the word nanny goat. This is give you an idea of the infusion of the goat into the British psyche. And so when they circumnavigated um, the globe, going down to South America around the thing, going up, discovering Tahiti, um, <coughs> they had the goat, the goat there, this lady goat. I would, I really probably want to call it Nancy the goat, or Jermaine the goat, something like that. But the, the, the name, I read in one source the name of the goat, filed it away, forgot about it, and then other sources are very extensive but don't have the name. They always refer to the goat. What does the goat? So it's probably the same is the. The Thorine, Thorine or something like that. The, the goat. And the for short. And uh, the... Uh, um, crew came across to Tahiti. Now, 
there was sort of a, sort of a British fantasy of Tahiti. Tahiti was starving. They had cannibalism. They had tribal wars. Great, uh, great. Uh, so Cook, when he came along, discovered uh, evidence of a great war and cannibalism. So oh my God! And then they, at the very end, after this view, but the first time they came across it was very much free love. And I'm not exactly sure whether the Tahitians, one of their inventions is fellatio, and this wasn't actually understood by the Europeans, but they, they were extremely sexually potent. And the crew just lost their brain. And uh, essentially, they hadn't seen iron before, so a single nail could get them a, a night on the town, so to speak. Now... This exploded and they lost control of the crew and the ship, the HMS Dolphin, was actually being stripped of nails because people soon realised they could barter for, oh, tonight perhaps I need three nails. And of course the, the ship eventually began um, stripped of nails and uh, they just pulled away just in time before the ship was actually, <laughs> the ship was fucked. The ship was destroyed by lava, almost. So it got got there and uh, went um, to uh, complete its journey. And of course, uh, it then discovered Tahiti, and you have the transit of Venus, which uh, is important for uh, um, scientific supremacy. So if you have the best uh, things, you can stand up, and it's a diplomatic thing that. Uh, so Cook had to re-go to Tahiti is there. Now, one of the things I should say is that the French heard about this. And of course, the French went, oh, we'll go to uh, Tahiti. Of course, when they went to Tahiti, the French brought, they didn't bring croissant, they weren't invaded, they weren't bring pastries, but they did bring venereal disease, uh, which is unfortunate for the Tah Tahitians uh, and everybody else who subsequently visited them. So Cook came around the second time, and he was briefed. Uh, here is my seagoing goat. Take this goat. This is a really good goat. It's been with me overseas, and of course, you know, you're having tea. Oh, you've got, you know, the cow's a bit hard to get on the deck. This small thing is a move. Goats are sort of much more sort of hardy, hardy creature, and, uh, uh, you know, I want a bit of? Do you want a bit of cream on, cream on that there, or whatever it is? That the goat, goat is is just, just there, and uh, of course there's other stories associated with the goats and stuff like that. And uh, so Cook was told, here have the goat. Also, just believe me, you're going to need a barrel, perhaps two extra barrels of nails. And, of course, uh, when Captain Cook went around, the same sort of thing happened for a short while. Uh, he had a British dandy, um, botanist, there, and they built Fort Venus um, and uh, observed the transit of Venus. All the while, the, the goat came across, and uh, he... he eventually pulled out. Unfortunately, this time the crew all caught the French venereal disease, beautiful, and so there was a bit of uh, uh, disruption, and of course uh, then, then they went up to um, Jakarta, 
and a, which is Jogjakarta, I forgot what the name of it now. So the Dutch said, Ah, Holland, canals work really well there. Of course, in Jakarta, what would happen is you've got the rain, the mosquitoes, canals was just infested with malarial disease, and of course the animals were not too well and they would just fall. So you've got the lovely Dutch canals, the canals in, um, in um, Jakarta were absolutely full of dead animals, disease, and, and killed everyone. So that's, that's sort of your Dutch, the advantage of the Dutch, Dutch going there. So the, uh, goat, this goat was the first female to uh, circumnavigate the world twice, double circumnavigation. And those are sort of the odd entries into journals that you have to forensically pick up and the, the odd, oh, and, and bag nails and take that, take that that pile of nails and that goat. Man, man, like that. And um, you can you can see this goat. Sort of, perhaps it probably didn't fully understand its its place in history. Uh, however, uh, the goat was Captain C Cook. Can you go around? Uh, well, Captain Cook uh, went on two and a half voyages. He didn't do three voyages. He did two and a half because he died on the third one. Uh, but um, the second and third one, the goat is, you know, you know don't give up the goat. And uh, so what he did, and Captain Cook did not give up his goat. He did not give up his goat. He didn't take his goat with him everywhere, he, but he didn't give it up. He actually got a special paddock for his goat and got the leading... Uh, writer of the day with Joseph Banks to inscribe a medal and a poem to the goat on her and he didn't give her up he gave her beautiful retirement in a meadow in uh, Mile End where she was in, in his way in um, in England and that goat had a little uh, stuff and uh, I, th I think there was things of him um, uh, his, his faithful wife, who I don't know whether the children never saw him or a child died or something like that, but he did look after his goat, so he didn't give up his goat. The goat story doesn't go, go any further. That goat had actual fact deeply affected Captain Cook. And while Britain had a long while to think about, oh, I'm going to start up Australia, Captain Cook had a different idea with goats. And he had, uh, he, he, when he went the second time, second and third time, not only did he have goats, but he had a herd of breeding pairs of goats. So it was just a goat, a goat cruise ship, <laughs> the diamond uh, princess of goats, uh, with um, cattle and, and ducks. You must always have a duck. If you want to be somewhere and important, you've got to ride a horse or have a duck, or um, or in Captain Cook's case, goats. And um, uh, then, so when you're researching it, you say, "Look, I'm truly trying to research this one goat." You get these other stories of uh, him 
natives stealing some of his goats and him going in with the marines and capturing the the um the chief and saying you bring back my goat or this chief gets it they bring back the goat eventually but uh, there are cases where he wants to colonize the world with goats and he releases breeding breeding pairs of goats when you actually to think of it Colonists require so much. They require guards, they require rights, they're going to write home, they're going to have problems. Goats, they just eat and reproduce. They've got, they've got it all done. And so um, uh, he, there's this thing of, we're going ashore, make sure the goats get ashore. This is all true. And um, uh, so in New Zealand, they have these populations of goats on these islands and the question is um, should we get rid of them or are they the original cook goats and so if, if you if you look into that there's these requirements now the, the goat story finally finishes in that um, this is giving up the goat in a sort of strange thing this is one thing that people should it should story people should know about history it's a different different aspect animal aspect now for the transit of venus in 1212 this <coughs> uh, jean french uh, educationist wrote the story of the circumnavigation from the goat's perspective and the goat was terrified the goat was cuddled cuddled the goat was out at night the goat saw this the goat saw the transit of venus the goat advised captain cook and people, the children, learnt about the transit of Venus through the eyes of the goat. This is true. This is a PDF, lesson plans uh, coming up. And uh, this is obviously sort of like, even I say it's weird. <laughs> even I say it's weird. But um, it sort of gets to the fundamental point that there are... Um, these odd things in history uh, and to actually fully understand the uh, the way uh, the uh, way that people interact with things and, and think about things uh, it is true that uh, when the uh, they landed up in Queensland they crashed the boat they crashed the boot boot um, and they hauled the boat ashore, careened it, that is, lifted it on the haul and, and flipped it one side or other to, to repair it. And the Aboriginals were there and they captured turtles and then they went out onto the boat and uh, put, um, oh, what is it, they um, uh, captured turtles and birds and stuff like that and put them in cages. And the Aboriginals did, they were really friendly, but when that happened, they realised, Europeans, thou art extremely weird and evil and you must die. And at which they went back and did a fire dance in front of them. No, you haven't got it. Then they did a fire dance around them, burnt them out. And then when the, um, they realised they were being hostile, they burnt the whole land. It's just burnt the whole lot that the Aboriginals had a, a secret super weapon, which is, is bushfires, and they, they burnt everything for them and just pissed them off. And they, they sort of had a sort of romantic view of the Aboriginals, and then 
not. So initially the Aboriginal is just, it was outside their scope of knowledge to come across here. But this is another view. Uh, so you've got the average, the view of the the animals as a legitimate co-habitator. Then in the European view, the, the goat is like the, the highly structured society where there's uh, lower class merchants, slaves, well, slaves, servants, serfs, people, convicts, and underneath that there are goats, and there's, eventually there's rats, and there's mice, and there's ants, and so you eat some of the lower ones, you exploit those, you do this, uh, this, this, this view uh, to, to come across. And, and part of this view, I think, is of the European ex exploitation view, is that um, a lot of it involves doing um, sort of nasty things, like exploiting a goat or really environmental vandalism, just deploying goats all throughout the Pacific. You know, get a few here, have a few rats, have a few goats, and stuff like that but not being able to process it. So one of the major things with an, an exploitocracy is that uh, you have to teach people how to be exploited and not how to... You have to teach them two lessons. You have to teach them how to be exploited and how not to think about not being exploited. You know, how, how to make them believe that they can't work out a way of not being exploited. And therefore, uh, it comes up to them when they're told uh, oh, this this new thought this thought I've had this doesn't seem to make sense shut up and get keep on being exploited this this piece of science um, this this dot electron here that's if I just go over turn over the page of the first textbook that I get up science textbook it says it's got infinite energy then this electron here that you've taught me at school, it's got no reference in, in anywhere to do with science. Shut up and be exploited. Um, don't don't give up the goat. That, that type of stuff. So it's sort of a, a complicated thing. And I wanted to say that. And I've spoken on topic for um, 26 minutes. And hopefully that's a, a, a nice uh, 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 talk, talk about it. Thanks a lot for listening. another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.